Hello everybody, so an event that we look forward to every single year, the Gradcracker and Mercedes Formula One webinar. Welcome to all of our students and graduates. I'm really looking forward to bringing you up to speed with everything that is new at Mercedes Formula One. Similar format to the webinar last year, we are meeting with Angela, who's the HR coordinator, and four IPs or industrial placement students. And they've bonded together today. So we've got two groups. So we've got the boys and the girls, all uniformed, all looking smart. So thank you very much, everybody, for joining us today. I'm really not sure that Mercedes Formula One needs an introduction. But Angela, could you just give us um, a bit of an update to what's new and um, anything exciting about your future plans, which you can share with us? So um, I would say there's always something new and exciting going on at Mercedes. Um, the world of Formula One is just always extremely dynamic and challenging, especially with our ever-evolving regulations. So it'll be quite an exciting time for our new cohort of industrial placements to join us in July 2022. Yeah, and you're fairly new, Angela, to, to Mercedes as well. Yeah. So yeah. I can't believe they've done this to you, Paul. <laughs> Chuck you in at the deep end. Um, so from, from what is your role um, at Mercedes? What, what do you get up to? Um, so, oh, Angela, we can't hear you. Hello? Uh, we can, yeah, you're back okay. now. All right. Um, so as my role as HR coordinator, um, I'm supporting all the hiring managers and I'm liaising with all of the applicants. So you'll probably see my name on a lot of the correspondence. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. So it's, it's really nice for the students watching that they can put a face to a name. And yes. um, so thank you very much for that introduction, Angela. Um, what we're going to do now is move on to the IPs um, and just explain a little bit more about where they went to, where they are attending university because you are placements. I need to remember that you're not graduates just yet. I don't want to age you. Um, so where you currently go to university. So we're going to start with um, Charles. So Charles is studying aerospace at the University of Bath. Give her a wave, Charles. So we just know you are. Thank you. <laughs> We've got Ali, who's currently studying um, general engineering at Cambridge. So have you made your mind up about what you're going to specialise um, in in your final year? Yeah, so at the moment, I've uh, decided to do manufacturing engineering, but I wasn't 100% sure. And this is actually one of the reasons I wanted to do this internship, to decide not only what I want as a future career path, but uh, what to study uh, in third year. And uh, yeah, so it could be the case that Actually, after this internship, I sort of moved towards mechanics and stuff like that, which is more what I'm doing here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, at the moment, I'm still very open-minded. Brilliant. And if you do go down that route, what what have you done or been involved in that's made you think, oh, actually, I really do have an interest for that specific area? Um, so I think I do like um, sort of the, 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 the way the car behaves and... Yeah. Um, what I've done in this internship so far is just sort of analyzing uh, the, the behavior of the car and trying to optimize it for the track. And um, at the moment, that's been really interesting. And it could be the case that actually um, I'd want to move in towards that sort of specialization. Uh, yeah. Brilliant. Perfect. Thanks very much, Ali. And we're going to be hearing more from Ali later on about everything you know, that he's been doing so far um, during his placement. So let's meet the girls now. So we've got Nicole. Um, give everybody a wave, Nicole. So Nicole is studying mechanical engineering at Birmingham. And last but not least, Amy is studying um, bioengineering at Sheffield. So thank you everybody for joining us today. Um, I like what me and Jess like to do is just have a quick fire breaking the ice round. We do. So we do, we do. Um, so um, I'm going to start with Angela. Are you reading your fun fact? <laughs> well, we, we have a lot of fun facts. I bet you do. <laughs> um, one that, that I really like and something that I've enjoyed a lot since joining here um, is our social media team. I really think they're just absolutely ace. Um, I love all of our social media posts. I think it brings like quite a lot of fun and humor to Formula One um, yeah. and also, you know, really promotes our brand. Oh, brilliant. Oh, that's, that's a good one. I've never heard them about, you know, like a different team before. Um, <laughs> thank you very much for Angela. Amy, I'm going to move on to you. Oh, Amy, can you hear Frozen. me? I think the girls are... are you back, Amy? If not, I'm going to go to the boys. Ali? Uh, yeah, so the food is really good. Uh, <laughs> but also, if that's not enough, um, the engineers sometimes bring cakes. Uh, it's like almost every day you get cakes in the kitchen. But 
is like once the email is sent, you have a five minute window. In which <laughs> the all gone, uh, so you've got to be quick. Cake stampede. It, yeah, I mean, exactly. food is very important. You know, it, it feeds is. the brain. So, what what do you have there? Do you, do you have a canteen, or well, how does that all work? Yeah, so 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 we've got a canteen um, where we have uh, lunches served, uh, and uh, they also serve dinner and breakfast. Uh, but yeah, uh, outside of that, it's just the engineers themselves uh, bringing cakes. Oh, nice! That's, that's great to see. Great. Is that is that what you aspire to to, to go back to be an engineer and then bringing cake? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna have to be swatting up on Mary Berry. <laughs> yeah. And Charles, and um, on to you. So your fun facts, please. Yes, so mine is that I suppose it's more apparent after a race, a race win, but there is such a buzz about the office and everyone's so determined um, to add performance to the team and the car. Uh, so I mentioned after a race win, we all wear our green uh, winner's tops into work, uh, yeah. which is really nice. It's almost like a celebration of the team's success. Yeah. And everyone goes around congratulating each other. Um, and even as placement students, we're congratulated for our, uh, like, the place, uh, the, the, like, part that we've played in the team's success which is just really really nice yeah definitely I bet I bet the vibe is completely different as well isn't it I bet everybody's like completely uplifted absolutely absolutely yeah yeah especially this season like yeah. those precious race wins it's such a buzz after Oh, I think this will be really interesting this session because I know when we spoke to you last year mm-hmm. I couldn't believe how team orientated you all are yeah like I was really surprised how you know you hear oh you know it's about the team it's about the team you want you know want a good team player but it really is isn't it it's such a driver for you all to be feeling part of it you know I'm not and this is not don't mean this to sound derogatory even if you are just you know just started on your placement you're already a member of the team you know you've got your t-shirts everyone's saying thank you welcome. I just think that is such a lovely thing mm. uh, and it really shows off you all in a, in a great light and shows really what you're actually are all about yeah I, yeah I think just to add, add to that is so intrinsic in the team culture mm. um and I think it just trickles down right from the top yeah uh, it's really nice yeah brilliant you're back girls Hi, girls. Oh, we lost you for a second. <laughs> <laughs> moving so it should be a bit better now. <laughs> I, can, I can just imagine you all moving around thinking, have I got signal in here? <laughs> Put it down. Let's go. Let's go. We've got signal. Right. I'm, I'm glad that you're back, girls. Um, so what we're going to do is we're, we're still on the quick fire round, so you haven't missed out on the opportunity of giving your quick fact. So I'm going to go to you first, Nicole, if you could give us the, the, your exciting facts um, about Mercedes Formula One. Uh, so mine is that we have monster fridges located all around the factory that get refilled with free monster energy drinks so that anyone <laughs> could turn any off. Um, and so in my department especially, there's a little bit of a game of who can have the most different types of monster energy drinks at their desk at one, at one moment. Oh, wow. I, I, I bet you're all climbing the walls, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, most of them don't get, actually get drunk because people like having their collection, so they don't then want to drink them to uh, then put them away. You might, you might get some limited edition ones one day, and then in the future, it might make you a millionaire if you say, I had this from 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Good fact. Yeah, Thanks, Nicole. <laughs> one day. Amy, on to you. Quick fact, my love. Um, so you can volunteer as often as you want to work at the race weekends. Um, well, not at them, but in the RSR, the race support room which is yeah. really cool because you feel like already I've done it once. Um, Nicole was there that weekend, actually, and I'm doing it this weekend. And you can just do it as much mm-hmm. as you want and you get free food. So that's always a bonus. There's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a bit of a running theme. And, uh, I was going to say. Food and drink. <laughs> you can do yeah. it like it's food and drink. <laughs> so the, these race weekends then, give us a bit of an overview. What, what, what would um, you be doing at this weekend, for example? Um, so I, I'm just doing the, um, Sunday this weekend, which is good. It's very flexible. You can do whatever. Um, but yeah, sometimes it depends. Um, it depends on what department you're in as well, but Mm -hmm. there's a strategy department. I know some people have done that. You're also listening to radios. You can go on this channel and say, if you see something that another team's doing, which is, yeah. So you do feel like you are actually a part of the team and doing something to help. So that's really nice. Yeah. 
again, it's that, that team spirit, isn't it? That, you know, the boys were talking about before. Um, right. Thank you very much for your interesting facts. They were really fascinating, especially about the food and drink. Um, I'm just getting hints for my office when we, when we get back there. Um, so right now, this is to Nicole, Charles and Amy. I know that this time, nearly to the very day last year, you were all sat there on the other side as students watching into the Grad Cracker Mercedes Formula One webinar. Um, so when when you were watching last year, Charles, I'm going to come to you first. What was it about the webinar? You know, what was it? Obviously, apart from mine and Jessica's fine performances, um, but what was it last year that you thought, oh, this is what makes me want to apply to this this company? I guess it's coming back to what I said previously. It's just the atmosphere and the culture, which comes across in pretty much everything that the team does. Um, I guess the best way to sum that up is no blame. Um, and it's that mentality that if one of us makes a mistake, it's not the individual, it's the team's mistake. And again, this trickles down right from the top, right from Toto. And it's like probably, I'd say, a, like a perfect atmosphere and culture to kind of develop as a professional engineering. Yeah. Um, thank you very much for that, Charles. And I'm going to move on to um, Nicole next, please. So this time last year when you were watching the webinar. Yeah, so mine was about mainly like the variety of things that you can get involved in and um, so not only do you have your department where the department that I'm in involves a lot of different projects working with a lot of different other departments as well but on top of that it is the things like the race support that you can get involved with even if it's got absolutely nothing to do with your department yeah. just purely being like a placement here means that you can go and do the transcribing listening to radio messages and stuff which is just really cool to actually be involved in race weekends rather than sort of the normal just nine to five office job there's just yeah. so much more that you can actually be involved with yeah I think if everybody remembers um the webinar last year me and Jess certainly do we were talking about it um this morning and we, we showed a bit of a clip um of the the race support room on on a racing day and um, mm. so what you can do guys watching this webinar you can go to the Mercedes Family One hub and um, that video is still on there for you to have a look at and then obviously if, if you're looking at watching this webinar today the ex existing webinar is still on there as well and um, so it's still worth a look to go back to because everything you know that ch that Charles and um, Nicola has just mentioned it, it'll ring true when you rewatch the webinar from last year and um, Amy I'm going to finish with you on the same question yeah, so I also watched it last year, and I think the biggest thing was just, I've always, always watched F1, always been a fan, but I also, I just thought that a big team like Mercedes would be super daunting, I just thought it'd be a bit scary, but they all seemed really happy, really comfortable, and like they blended quite well, like it, they weren't lower than everyone, they weren't like inferior, yeah. and to be honest, coming here, that's exactly what it's like, I think Charlie's touched on it too, like, I don't know, you're not seen as being any lower. You're just the same level as everyone. It's, it's like not hierarchical at all, which is really nice. That's brilliant. Yeah, that definitely came across. It made it made mine and Jess's when we were doing the prep session before um, with, with the IPs here. It made mine and Jess's day, didn't it, Jess, to hear, hear from all of you guys saying, oh, we watched you last year. That's what made us want to, to join Mercedes. So, yeah, thank you. For, thanks for um, all your feedback there. So, Ali, you've, you've been a fan of, of um, Formula One for a few, few years now. Is it as good as you thought it was going to be? Is there any misconceptions that you want to cover off? Are you still as excited about Formula One? Uh, uh, I actually got into Formula One uh, a few years ago, as you mentioned, by uh, watching Drive to Survive. And I think it really effectively showed the complexity behind the sport that's not always seen uh, on yeah. TV. And um, it just shows the, the, the determination and the passion of um, like the work that goes into uh, making the car as perfect as possible and as also, as much on the driver's side as it is on the engineering side yeah and um and like coming here you sort of see why it is i mean you've got a whole team of uh diverse and passionate people all mm -hmm. working towards the same goal and um yeah it, it's they're, they're sort of creating and using some of the most non, non um, novel technologies uh yeah. in the automotive industry and yeah, it's good to appreciate it, like know where you are and the technology and the work that goes into this and yeah. take a step back and look at the big picture and then see how people think and how the process of getting things done um, is, is taken. And yeah, I think, I think at the moment I'm very grateful for it and it's, it's been really interesting so far. Yeah, thanks, Ali. And when I've watched programs- um... Sorry, Carla. 
can I can I add to that real quick? Of course, you can, what yeah. Ali said, you know, a part of the team culture and and um, something that's really strong here is that you don't have to be a Formula One fan yeah. to be a member of the team. You know, everybody here is so passionate and just at the top of their game and working towards the same goal. So you don't necessarily have to be Formula One's number one fan. If you are the top in your field and you are passionate, that's something that we want and that we're looking for. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much, Angela. And what I was going to say, following on from, from Ali's point as well, when I've watched programmes about, you know, Mercedes, not necessarily just Mercedes, but Formula One, um, you have to be, it's, it's not just being, you know, mentally aware, mentally fit, the, the physicality of it all as well, isn't it? It's, it's quite, you know, it's quite strong um, when you're working in, within the industry. Um, what we're going to move, Angela, I'm coming back to you. So the um, opportunities are currently live on Gradcracker for our students to apply for. So just give the students a bit of a, a flavour to what opportunities are open um, to applications, please. Okay, so um, we have a total of 27 industrial placements. Yeah. So on Gradcracker, you, you might not see all 27. That's just because we have multiple roles available in various departments. Um, so... Um, I would encourage you to, to look at the, the Grad Cracker site, look at all of our different roles. I mean, we have roles um, from aero to IT to performance simulation, um, you know, just to name a few. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a few. Um, so, you know, a, a whole broad range um, for, for students to apply. Um, and then I would say, you know, applicants are welcome to apply for more than one, just to be mindful of that um, you would have to apply um, using multiple applications. Yeah, I'm just writing a note of that. Because what I do at the end of these webinars, Angela, is I turn into a bit of a nag. And I say, well, this is what you need to do now. This is your to-do list. I just have to write notes just to remind me, remind myself. And so obviously everybody's going to be excited, Angela. Everybody's going to want to apply to these opportunities. Give us a bit of an idea about timelines that students should be working towards um, and examples of closing dates and when the assessment centres will be yeah. held. So um, the closing date is one minute before midnight on Sunday, <laughs> October 17th. Yeah. So I would say number one tip, please, please don't leave it till the last minute. Um, <laughs> you know, prepare your answers well in advance. Um, you know, we, we want you to be mindful of the timings around it. Um, we, we do have quite a, a rigorous application process where we're asking for um, answers to questions and free text fields, along with um, uploading a CV and covering letters. So, you know, it's not just a quick application where you send off a CV. We, we do ask candidates to engage quite heavily in the application process. Yeah, no problem at all. And we're going to move on to that in more detail towards the end of the webinar. Sorry, Jess. Yeah, I was just going to ask, I know we're going to touch upon that, but um, it's just something I was surprised with um, when I heard about your application process. It's very hands-on at your end, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And, you, you know, you look through a lot of the applications physically. Yeah. You know, you don't have almost a system that sifts them out for you. Is that, is that still the case this year? So um, we, are, we are looking at every single application that comes in, and definitely every single one is really important and and. You know, we want to give applicants the time that obviously yeah. they've put in and we are putting in that time on the other side as well. Yeah. That is such a good, um, a good trait. You know, it's really, again, a nice compliment on the business that you've given each individual that time back. So, yeah, I just wanted to highlight that because I thought that was absolutely brilliant that you offer that. Yeah. yeah, good point, Jess. And, you know, thinking from a student then, think about applying to Mercedes Formula One, you know, Angela and her team out were working away, reading all of your applications individually. So make sure um, you, you know, make sure it's a good, well thought out application. Make sure you mention to Angela that you've watched this webinar and you've done all your prep and all your research. Charles is laughing. I know that he did it before. Um, <laughs> so it's nothing, it's nothing weird. Um, so what I'm going to do now is I think we're going to move on to the rules. Rules, yeah. So, Amy, I'm going to come to you first, if that's okay. Um, yeah, if you could just tell me a bit about your current role and what life is looking like for you. Sure. So um, mine is the electronics placement. Um, they are doing that again this year. I was actually the first 13-month placement. Previously, they've done oh. six-month placements, so it's been a bit different. So most people had someone before them to pass over, but I didn't. So that was a bit tricky at the start, but I was given quite a lot of support, so that was fine. But I'm in the systems group, 
So I test things that the dev or development team make uh, that will go on the car, which is quite cool. But I've done a few projects along those lines too, just to give me a bit more of experience with that. I've used quite a few languages and I've actually got a project that's going out to the race this weekend in Turkey oh, wow. to get tested, which is pretty cool. That so. is cool. Yeah, I want to ask where, what is it, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can say it, it's a piece of equipment. It's not actually going to be on the car, but okay. it will be used. Yeah. Because okay. <laughs> that's another thought as well. It's not always necessarily just about the car, is it? You know, again, it's the team's equipment. And I think I forget that as well. You know, it's making sure as well the whole team is working as efficiently as possible, not just the car and the driver. Um, so, yeah, interesting. So in, in terms of then if this bit that you are testing is going out <laughs> the weekend. Jess is like, what can I say? What can I say? I know what you guys. Um, what, in, in, in terms, will you look at the results at the end of it? You know, did it perform as, as well as you wanted it? Will you get involved in that full process of the testing and look at the results after? Uh, yeah, well, to be honest, this is more just a prototype. So I'm just actually more asking for feedback so I can then improve it. It's just a prototype and then it'll be made into the actual thing, whatever that thing is. Uh, but then it, yeah, then it will be like a whole package and it will be used. Yeah. Brilliant. This is going to be a question I'm going to ask you all. Um, but I'm, are you surprised with how much responsibility you've been given already? I'd say so. And also how much information they gave us on the first yeah. day. It was quite a oh, lot. Really? It's like, you're already trusting me with all of this stuff. <laughs> like, Wow, okay, because like you have access to everything. Well, pretty much, there's a few folders you can't see, but like pretty much everything. I can go into your department and see what you guys are doing. Like it's very open and you, you're invited. I think our first day, it was like a debrief. So we went into a debrief on the Monday we, we joined, which was quite cool because we heard all about, I think it was the Silverstone weekend. And obviously oh, it was oh, a wow. bit dramatic after that. So yeah. was, that was quite <laughs> interesting to hear it straight away from inside how did you cope with that situation though Abby because I'm just thinking from a student's point of view watching in they might be a little bit daunted by that so were you expected to memorize all the, the information that you were given during the debrief and how did you how did you kind of manage yourself in that situation it's definitely more just for interest it's not like yeah. you're tested on it it's just you don't have to attend them like it's just because we all super interested because we want to do well so everyone always you see everyone around the office putting their headsets on normally they'd be in the race phase but because of covid they're online at the moment but um yeah. i don't know it's just out of interest and you hear all of why we did this on lap whatever and there's maybe watching you were like mm, why did we do that but then they'll explain it all and it's like yeah it's pretty cool oh brilliant I want to be part of the team. Pick <laughs> <laughs> me. Um, Nicole, coming to you next, my love. Yeah, what, same question. You roll, what's life like? Tell us all the exciting stuff you're doing. Uh, yeah, so I work in design process development. So that's the placement that I'm on. Um, our department's uh, a little bit different to Amy. So Amy's the only placement in her department, whereas mine, there's six of us. Okay. Um, so we're very much like a placement orientated department. But it means that we get involved in lots and lots of different projects around the whole company. Okay. Um, not even just the Formula One side, but we also do some of the applied science work. We do some work with um, some of the other companies that Mercedes Formula One work with. Um, so that's really good. Um, I do a lot of focus on materials testing. Mm -hmm. um, so whenever we want a new material or something's happened that we haven't expected with a part or anything like that, um, a lot of that work comes to me and I sort of develop plans and liaise with companies that can do some testing and all that sort of thing. Um, and then the bit that I was most surprised about was when I first joined, the placement I was taking over from, he was just finishing up some of this testing and we'd had the results and they were all ready to be finalised. And so I then went to a meeting with the chief engineer or like of um, the design office to discuss wow. all of these um, results and everything and when I was told I had to go to this meeting I was very nervous and very worried <laughs> and I sat down and it was just it was just a really nice chat just oh, like, there was no pressure there was no anything you just sat everyone had a laugh everyone had a chat about their weekends and um, everything they've been up to we got on to the results we discussed them 
they like they said whether they were happy or not whether we needed to do some more testing yeah and yeah there was just no pressure whatsoever even when you're talking to people really high up in the company yeah yeah so that's like it's crazy that it's interesting talking to people like that yeah Yeah. that was gonna be one of my questions actually you know have you met senior members of the team yet i know uh, charles you mentioned toto have you have you kind of come across any of the senior members as well of aka lewis hamilton (laughs) yeah so i've seen um a few of the drivers just walking around so we we were all sat at lunch the other day um and lewis just walked behind us just going into the factory (laughs) Um, but I mean, we're we're all part of the same team, so we all yeah, work together. Yeah, the hell should you know, yeah. we we're one team, so exactly. You know, <laughs> and yeah. that's yeah. something that's really strong in our in our everyday culture. So yeah, we are one team. <laughs> we see them yeah. all. <laughs> You'll be stood in the queue for food with some of the like some of the drivers just queuing up to buy food from the canteen. <laughs> like it really is just like incredible the fact that you've got you've gone from watching these people on TV. Mm. to just be instant next to them like, that's a really good point Angela they they couldn't do it if it wasn't you guys doing yeah. it behind them as well you know it is just one team isn't it that that makes you know you all winners so that's a good point yeah it's really exciting um Charles coming to you next your current role please yeah, absolutely so I'm an aerodynamics industrial placement within the experimental group of the aero department uh, so that basically encompasses pretty much all experimental systems within uh, the area department. Um, but we primarily focus on the development of tools and systems which help find performance on the car, um, such as wind tunnel infrastructure. Yeah, brilliant. And what's your experience has been like so far? Is it, I'm guessing it's been very hands-on. You get all involved in the testing, like Nicole and Amy have said. What's What kind of experience have you had with that? Yes, so far I've been incredibly hands-on. Um, I've got my hands on some smaller scale wind tunnel systems, um, running my own tests, uh, which is which is mad. Um, tomorrow <laughs> we're actually going to uh, another wind tunnel over at Silverstone, our okay. wind tunnel, um, and we'll be running a test on some bits that I've designed there, um, which again is, is quite mad as a placement student. Um, but yeah, it, I've, I've had loads of hands-on experience. I, in fact, just just this week, I've been on um, a rotation around the department um, okay. in the model shop, and I've been preparing um, parts with the model shop team um, to go to the wind, go to the wind tunnel, uh, which has been fantastic hands-on experience. And for anyone that doesn't know, why is the wind tunnel so an important part of the testing? Um, that's a very good question. So we kind of have. Um, three ways primarily to test um, components or, or bits for the car. Um, you have track testing, um, which is quite rare. You have wind tunnel testing and you have computational fluid dynamics or CFD. Um, and they all have various advantages and various pitfalls. Um, the wind tunnel is incredibly repeatable and very accurate um, because you're able to control the conditions there particularly well. Uh, it's, it's an incredibly valuable tool. And, um, you know, you said about going to Silverstone. So for anyone that doesn't know, Charles, obviously you are all in the same building. So whereabouts are you exactly in the UK now? Uh, so we're in a little town called Brackley, uh, which is part of Northamptonshire. Yeah. Um, and it's about, I think Silverstone is about a 15 minute drive um, yeah. down the dual carriageway. So it's not far from Silverstone at all. So another good question there. Have you all relocated to that location? Um, and can I ask about the support that Mercedes have offered in terms of relocating? Has it been even just a network, you know, in terms of helping relocate? I'm smiling there, just because I've just wrote down relocation. <laughs> Same brains. Same brain, sorry. So we, we send out information um, about the local area um, to yeah. all of our successful candidates. You know, we want the, the moving experience to work, to, to relocate here, to be as, as smooth as possible. Yeah. Um, and then we send all the info to our local estate agents and they are great. You know, I know when, when I moved here, um, my, my estate agent, he was born and bred in Brackley, you know, <laughs> couldn't say enough good things about it. And, you know, it was, it was great. Um, and Brackley itself is, is a really, really lovely place. 
That's really good. And then the reason why I wanted to bring this up, because again, I've just come off um, a session this morning, speaking to students that consider and doing a, you know, a year in industry and, you know, being flexible on your location is definitely going to help, isn't it? And, you know, whether it be financial support or even just putting you in the right, you know, contact with people, you know, the, the support that the offer can can help with um, is really, really beneficial. So it's great that you do offer some, some help, which is which is good to know. Um, Ali, I'm going to come to you next. Um, same question. I know you've touched upon a bit about your role already, but yeah, just in a bit more detail and any projects you can work, work currently working on. Yeah, so um, I'm in the TAR team of the Vehicle Dynamic Group. So I essentially run about a thousand simulations for every race weekend, uh, each sweeping different parameters on the car. So basically on the car, we can change a lot of things. For example, say the rear ride height or the rear wing or the front wing, like every team. And um, we, we sort of try and find the best combination for every race weekend. And this is before the car even comes to the track. Uh, so it's very useful, especially now, because um, recently we've had a reduction in the time for free practice sessions. So we're actually more limited on track. So it's good to have a solid base and the fastest car possible theoretically so that the drivers only have to make small tweaks uh, in order to make it faster um, or more comfortable. And then, um, so that's that's usually what I do for a race week. And then during the race weekend itself, I mostly help with um, sort of uh, running a processing of telemetry, uh, some sensor calibrations as well and some competitor analysis. So I think Nicole or Amy mentioned about it. It's uh, looking at the um, competitor radio and you can sort of message uh, in the intercom of Mercedes if you see something important. And so you really contribute to the team. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I also uh, process some TAR data, which then gets sent to the um, race engineers and the strategists, both tracks are done in the race support. Um, and uh, yeah, outside of that, it's sort of like some development work. So uh, making uh, sort of the process of analyzing things more easy or finding new relationships between sort of tire parameters so that we can try and find some performance and uh, make things more accurate, the simulations. Um, so, sorry, yeah. and I've just got a quick question then. So is, is your workload predominantly based on the results from the race weekend so is everything you know go do, have your race weekend and then following on from that you're just are you analyzing data from that weekend and then thinking about what you want to change for the next race uh, mostly uh, the most part is preparing for the weekend mm. yeah called the pre-event so you sort of there's there's sort of different teams where there's the pre-event team, the on-event team, and the post-event team. So some people analyze pre-event, which is what I'm in. And then there's other people who try and um, analyze the post-event and try and see what happened during the race or looking at the telemetry. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I don't do too much post-event. I do a yeah. little bit surrounding the tires, but yeah, outside of that, it's not too much. You, you must have a lot to do though, pre, pre-event though, because I'm just thinking, I know nothing about Formula One, but you know, you might be, um, the weather conditions say might be forecast to be sunny, but then the day before it's absolutely chucking down with rain and thunder and lightning. So you'd have to be quite dynamic to, to change things up a bit and, and make sure that you, you are, the car is fit for purpose on the day. Yeah. So when it rains, it sort of, it doesn't help our simulations. Um, <laughs> We, we, we can only, um, we, we sort of prepare for different conditions mm -hmm. and um, not sure how much into detail I can go. So I won't go. Into <laughs> just just do the no comment. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. I, 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 there are some parameters that we change some conditions that we make. So yeah, we analyze a bunch of different things. I don't think I can mention what things, but yeah, lots of things are. are <laughs> you just. You just do lots and lots of stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. all secret. <laughs> Thanks, Ali. Angela, I'm going to come to you next. You know, we've talked a bit about the support they offer in terms of relocating, but what support do you offer, you know, the IPs in the first, you know, few months of, of working as part of the team? Um, and if you could talk a bit more about that in more detail. 
Yeah, so I think um, the IPs can probably attest to this. Basically, on day one, you're part of the team, so you get the same amount of support and training like any new starter with our with our team. Um, I think something that's really quite nice about our industrial placements is that they're 13 months, mm -hmm. so you do get a handover. Um, unfortunately, Emmy didn't because she was the first yeah. in, her, <laughs> in her department, but. Um, you know, we do try to set it up so that there is a handover, um, and then you have that that previous um, IP placement who's like kind of showing you the ropes and you know giving you a little bit of a you know a heads up on what they're working on and potentially if that's transferring over. And I think that's a really nice touch to to have that yeah. um, kind of in your first month, especially when you're you know you're brand new and yeah. um, you're new to the team. Yeah, 100%. Um, another thing I want to touch upon and ask is, um, is there a chance for the IPs to come back as grads? And how can they secure that position um, whilst they're on the placement? So um, the the IP scheme is, is usually for the undergrad IP scheme anyway, um, is intended for all the the um, students to return to their home universities and complete their studies. Yeah. Obviously, Mercedes are always on the look for the, the best and the brightest in their field. So, you know, um, we do have grads who come back and apply to our roles. Um, so we do sometimes see our, our IPs return to us um, after they've graduated and yeah. um, had a bit more experience and then, you know, potentially come back. So, you know, I think um, the industrial placement scheme is fantastic for, for its experience opportunities. Um, yeah. But, you know, the intention is the students do return to their universities and, and complete those studies. Yeah, perfect. And um, next, I know we've kind of touched upon projects and we've kind of touched upon um, with you guys, you know, the experiences you've had so far, but is there anyone that wants to kind of add to maybe a favorite project that they've been working on or something that they've got involved in that maybe they wouldn't have expected? Um, Amy, have you got anything you want to add to that? Um, yeah, so obviously the one that's being sent to the track this weekend, that's been super fun. Um, and that's nice because that's actually hardware. Like a lot of what I do is software because mm -hmm. electronics, obviously that's quite a big part, but it's nice because I can actually see that one going off. And also my first project was really cool. Um, it meant that on my second day, literally on the Tuesday, I was holding a hundred thousand pound steering wheel. I held all of our steering wheels. Wow. And uh, so I calibrated those, um, and basically, so my first project was writing this program, which kind of calibrates them, checks they're okay. Um, but so that, that was a really cool project as well, because it meant that I was just holding Lewis Hamilton's steering <laughs> My second day, I was just like, oh my gosh, really? <laughs> if I drop this now? Yeah, don't drop it. Because <laughs> I was about to ask that, because every driver has their own steering wheel, doesn't it? Don't they? So even in terms of how far they like to steer, or if they're like, you know, it's less sensitive, more sensitive. Is that right? Uh, I don't deal with the how they actually steer because that's all mechanical. But I obviously with electronics, I'm just looking at. I don't know. You've probably seen how complicated a steering wheel is in F1. There's so many buttons. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like gear shifters on there. You've got clutches, and that each driver um, they're they're slightly different in how they're set up as well. Just preference. So yeah. Yeah. I had to obviously yeah. compensate for that and do almost twice the work because of that. But no, it's really cool. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's like having a house in your hands, isn't it? I was just thinking, I, can, I don't know what all the buttons do on my car. I'm just thinking, how nice to make up. I'm just thinking, is that a window? Or... <laughs> Nicole, coming to you, favourite project that you've worked on so far? Um, so mine is my favourite, just because it's so different to anything I expected, is there's this thing in Formula One now called open source components, which basically means there's set components of the car that every single team has to make available to every other team. Okay. So okay. like what, so take a part, every team has to upload all of their design data for that part. And I was involved in sort of processing and analyzing the other teams. So it meant that I was getting data from Red Bull, Ferrari, Williams, and comparing it all to our designs and actually seeing where we could improve compared to other teams or where we thought we had a better design than other teams. And going to work at Mercedes, I never thought I'd then get the chance to also look at like Red Bull's like parts and Ferrari's parts and things like that as well. 
So that was just a really cool one to work on because it wasn't anything that I expected to be doing. Yeah, I bet, again, there's so many questions I want to ask, which I'm probably not allowed to ask. I'm, I'm surprised, is this a silly question? Might be. I'm surprised that they are willing to share with you their, you know, what, you know, I don't know what you've just, you've just mentioned, Nicole, but I'm surprised that they want to share knowledge like that, because obviously, could you not think, oh, the red, that bit of the Red Bull car is a little bit better than mine, so I'm going to nick it, and then our cars are going to be better. Is Can yeah, we ask this question or not really? Um, it's no, not... Oh, sorry. Sorry, Nicole. I would say, you know, with the ever-changing Formula One regulations, you know, I think that that's one of the dynamic challenges that we have, you yeah. know, and we, we have to work within a, um, quite a strict framework and, you know, all the Formula One teams have to adhere to this. So, you know, I think that's quite, quite an interesting aspect of the sport um, yeah. in that every time, it, you know, every year is different. Every year there's something else that we need to take into consideration or, you know, so it just keeps keeps us on our toes all the time. <laughs> oh, I bet that's brilliant, though, isn't it? You know, it's just always there's always some kind of new technology or something that you're always striving to improve, isn't isn't they? Yeah. Well, okay, just an extra challenge as well. Um, just because even when you're looking at other teams' designs, that doesn't mean that because it works really well for the rest of their car, it might not work for our car. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like it's something that you can just take the red pool part and put it on our car like that just wouldn't work yeah um, so it just adds an extra element of to the design process really yeah like learning especially and it's all about learning whilst, like for everyone in formula one mm. yeah because it's just putting like another thought in the mix isn't it as well just thinking oh that might not work for me but is there a different way that we could tweak it or no yeah yeah uh, interesting charles coming to you next for a project yeah, so I've recently been involved in the design of uh, aerodynamic probes, which provide a useful tool in correlating those uh, experimental methods that I mentioned before. So good at correlating uh, track conditions with computational fluid dynamics and in the wind tunnel. Um, so I've been involved in this project right from our initial CAD model um, to our first prototype uh, and then onto a production model, which has just been amazing seeing it right from the beginning, right to fruition. Um, it's been really exciting and I, I guess it's my hope that eventually if successful it will end up on the car at some point yeah so it'd be interesting to see do you think you will have finished any of those projects by the time you finished your placement or yeah yeah so I think we will probably finish before um, I finish my placement some of the work was handed on was uh, from previous students um, yeah so do you keep in contact with those students? Because I, I suppose it's a similar situation. Um, you know, in the past, you know, you've been handed a project. It was was it you, Nicole, that said that, and you had to go and present those results. Do you ever let the the other, you know, the, the previous student know how it went, <laughs> or do you not stay in contact with them? I don't know um, what kind of things would be involved in letting them know about current. Maybe projects. not. Maybe not allowed. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's top secret. It's top secret. <laughs> if you're in the group, you know. If you're not in the group, you know. Um, Ali, coming to you next. Favorite project so far? Yeah. So uh, one of the projects is is actually ongoing. I'm a bit too early to have worked on a major project. It's mostly small things. But one of the one of the smaller ones is um, one of the elements of our simulation isn't quite correlating well enough with reality, and it's really cool to just like change a couple different parameters and then running the simulations again and seeing how it changes. And uh, it also teaches you a lot about how the car drives. So like if I change this, the car then does this. And uh, it gives you a good, really good understanding about how the car drives as fast as possible. And yeah, I found that really interesting. So I can imagine. So do you, um, cause obviously there's the actual car which the driver will drive, but how many like um, simulations of the car do you have? You have to make multiple cars for you all to test on, or do you just make one element of the car to test on that? Or do you make the whole thing? Well, you just sort of change a parameter and you just run that. I don't think I can go into Okay, no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we'll move on. I think I'm going to do learning and development. Yeah, let's do learning. And development. <laughs> so, okay, so, girls, girls, I'm going to start with you. Um, 
I know you've touched upon, you know, the your projects that you've worked on and everything else, but what um, learning and development have you, or training, have you enjoyed um, and learned the most from during your time um, at Mercedes Formula One? And Nicole, I'm going to ask you that first. Uh, so when I first started, I had three days, I think it was, of CAD training. Yeah. And so that was really helpful, not only just for here, but um, they taught a lot of stuff that had been touched upon at uni. But then you got here and they went through it all and you sort of understood why you did things in that way. Yeah. Uh, so it made a lot of things you've learned at uni make a lot more sense in industry as well. So I really enjoyed that and found that really useful. And I think that's something that will, again, help me when I go back to uni in, for my final year for my final year project. Yeah. Have you got any idea about your final year project yet? Um, no. No idea. <laughs> Not yet. But you just enjoying your time there. Yeah. I had some vague ideas. Um, before I started and then I started here and I'm just like <laughs> from working here I'm like there's things that are so much more interesting and yeah. I've just got to try and narrow it down to work out what I want to do yeah you know what, Nicole that is the beauty of a placement you know this is why you know employers like Mercedes Beaumont offer these positions because you know it's such a great way to get an insight into a business and then you know I'm sure you'll all come out of this experience completely different people to the ones that you went in the experience and I think you know there's so many case studies that also show that you perform a lot better in your final year after getting this experience you know you can apply this knowledge that you've got now um to your final year projects and you know you you, you might you know even do even better than what you would have done if you hadn't got the experience so it's an absolute win-win all around so that's just a perfect example of it isn't it and it just makes you think as well, though, you know, you've been studying at university for so many years and you, know, you mentioned Nicole about CAD at university and now you've actually put it into play, put it into action. You just think, oh, that's why I've been learning about it. And this is yeah. why it's you know, so, so important in industry. Um, thank you, Nicole. Amy, I'm going to move on to you. So training and development, what have you experienced? And for you, I would like you to also tell us about how the training has been given. You know, is it is it a person presenting to you or is it online? Just tell us a bit more about that. So I haven't actually had an intensive training course as of yet, like Nicole's had with CAD, but I've, you can basically request software um, through this IT portal, really easy to use. And I've had a bit of a mix. Someone will come over to your desk and tell you what to click and stuff, or someone will Teams call you and you'll just do it on there, or they'll just, you'll do it on Teams messages. So it's a bit, bit varied, but um, yeah, I guess also just, being in electronics, I've learned a few more things hands-on wise, like surface mount soldering, which is crazy. So small, <laughs> didn't realize resistors were made that small, just stuff like that. Um, and then a lot of it is just teaching yourself as well. Like you're not spoon fed, like you are, well, you're not at uni, you're definitely not at uni, but um, at school you kind of are, but you have to go off and learn all these things, teach yourself things, and then know when is the right time to ask a question. Yeah. because everyone you need to choose who's going to be best to answer that question mm -hmm. and people really like they're so happy to answer your questions aren't they like anyone's happy to help and then you just go to like whether it be your department I've interacted with a few departments as well depending on what their specialism is so that's really useful as well I was just going to ask you that so how do you get put in front of new departments is it just you basically think oh I need an answer to this question you walk into a department and pick the friendliest face and say, oh, help me. That's what I'd do. <laughs> it's actually usually just on teams at the moment. Yeah. But um, like we've been in every day pretty much though, no working from home kind of thing. Well, yeah. me anyway. But um, uh, sorry, that sun's really bright. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but um, no, just a team's message. And also yeah. my line manager is really helpful because he's been here for a long time like no offense to him but he's been a, a long time so he just knows who to ask for what so he'll yeah. just say oh, i'll drop this guy a message and then i'll just search their name or yeah so just always point me in the right direction so that's useful yeah. just that experience above me it's good to know that people are there on hand as well to help you, isn't it? You look like you're being beamed up there, girls. I know. Don't get, don't get sucked away <laughs> into oblivion. Um, <laughs> And again, had... again, back to the culture, like, you know, everybody's promoting learning and working together and yeah. super supportive. And, you know, it's just 
it is quite a remarkable place to work and learn because everybody is super helpful and super supportive when you when you do have a question and yeah. you need to work collaboratively. I think everybody just wants the best for everybody because like when you said before it's, it's one team isn't it so obviously yeah. you just everybody wants to share their own um, skills and knowledge with everybody else as well. Um, Boys, I'm going to move on to you. So training development, Ali, I'm going to start with you. Um, what's been your highlight of your learning and development so far? Uh, yeah, so um, similar to Armin, you don't, it's more a hands-on experience. You sort of learn by doing. Uh, but having said this, uh, as she mentioned, anyone is here to help. You can ask yeah. anyone, um, uh, as long as it's the right question to the right person, you can ask them anything you want. Um, and um, I found that really useful. And also, as Angela mentioned, there's an onboarding process. Uh, so since it's a 13-month placement, you sort of get one month with the, the guy you're replacing. Mm -hmm. and I think mine was particularly useful because as well as going through how to use the software and uh, what to do, who, who to hand it to, and um, sort of the general workday, it was also really good at sort of teaching me the fundamental, the fundamental vehicle dynamics of the car. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I'd done none of that at university, so it's completely new to me. And that's definitely been helpful for uh, the work that I do at the moment. And yeah, I'm really grateful for that. So, Do you have, do you have like a buddy or mentorship scheme there during, during your 30-month um, placement? Or do you have, is it just in your team? So you just go to your line manager if you do have a question? Um, so you actually get introduced to a lot of people um, and you, you sort of, you, you end up knowing so many people that no matter what your question, there is some guy who's really good at what, the, what, what he does uh, or she. And, um, um, and yeah, so there's, you, you sort of go up to them directly. Uh, obviously, yeah. if you want uh, something new and you're not sure who to ask, you can go up to your line manager and he most definitely knows um, so, someone, um, someone who's uh, good, at, uh, good at that subject. So, yeah. I bet that person who also hands over to you, um, so like the last industrial placement student, I, I bet they're kind of like a role model, aren't they? Because you look back at that person and think, oh, this is what, this is, you're, you're nodding, Charles, I'm going to ask you this question. So um, so they handed all these, you know, their projects over to you and you're going to be that person in a couple of months' time as well. Is that, do you feel daunted by that? Or are you quite excited? Oh, sorry. Charles, sorry, Charles, it's just you. Sorry, yeah, sorry. It's all right, love. You were nodding and smiling, so I thought I'd pick on you next. <laughs> sorry, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the person that I took over from was absolutely a role model. Um, yeah. Not only in um, the way in which um, he went about like his actual role, um, also the way like he conducts himself, um, like in his um, well, when talking to various people, and yeah, um, yeah that kind of it's, it's definitely a role model. Yeah, I suppose that's your first experience, isn't it? True experience of you know how to how to deal with people at Mercedes, you know how how you'd speak to your colleagues, and everything else. Absolutely. And I bet you learned quite some soft skills from from that person, you know, just about communication things like that that you might not have picked up on. Yeah, absolutely. I think that one thing that's worth mentioning as well that that's such a key part of yeah. of going on placement and and maybe maybe more so here like it's just such a key part learning those those key um soft skills on top of the kind of fundamental technical as well yeah go on well i was going to throw it out there and just charles i'll stick with you just because you've just answered the question but what kind of personally if you don't mind asking what soft skill do you think you've improved on the most whilst being on the placement so far awesome very interesting question actually um <laughs> i feel like it's quite difficult to pinpoint uh, mm. but just the way you engage with different people in the department so um everyone of course plays an abundance of roles in the department and it's the way in which you um communicate your ideas to each one um and uh, yeah like what information you need to get across to various people and perhaps some that you may not 
uh, in order to keep things concise. It's just kind of, I suppose it's more of an awareness rather than like yeah. an individual soft skill. I say that's yeah, I think that's a really good point though. And I think, you know, it's again, it's like oh, that business setting, isn't it, as well? Understanding how to communicate with different people, how to read an environment, a situation. And again, this is just another really good reason why anyone listening who's thinking about going on a placement, they should do it. Because it's so many personal skills, isn't it? That you get to learn about yourself, experience, and then you can take that knowledge on to the next step in your career. So absolute win-win, definitely. That's what I was going to move on to, Jess, you know, just from, so the girls I'm coming back to you, so Nicole and Amy, you know, this time last year, you were watching this webinar and you, I bet you were, you know, a bit apprehensive before you're putting your applications in thinking, oh, am I going to be good enough and everything else. But from your point of view to all of the hundreds of students, thousands of students who are watching this webinar now, what hint and tip would you give to students watching say, right, just, just make sure you do X, Y, Z or just like a little bit of a, a push to make them apply? Um, I'd say when you're applying, whether it's through your cover letter or when you're actually in an interview, just make sure your personality comes across. Yeah. Like don't try and overthink it and don't try and put down what you think people are looking for. Mm. Like you've got to make sure that your personality comes across because like first and foremost, everyone that's applying is going to be doing a relevant degree, but they want to know that you're somebody that has interests outside of work, but it's fun to be around is going to be able to have a chat with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the biggest thing that I'd say is just don't put too much pressure on yourself to try and get the application right, because that isn't a right way to do it. You've just got to do it your way. Yeah. Um, and just make sure your personality comes across. So, so you mentioned like interests outside of work, Nicole, you know, what, what interest did you put or mention that you think would just set you um, aside from other people? Um, so I put down, I did, quite a lot of sports like team sports and things so I play hockey at uni um, and that sort of thing uh, so I put that down but I also do formula student and yeah. um, so I, put, I wrote a lot about that in um, my application just because it was quite a relevant thing working within a team sort of a similar environment mm. yeah. Um, yeah but anything even if you don't do formula student anything that just sort of shows that you can work in a team that you take the steps to do like sports say or anything like that would all it's all just really good things to put down on your um, application yeah and Amy on to you what hint and tip would you give I definitely agree with that about like being you because I they're actually recruiting at the moment for a few electronics roles I've overheard my manager saying oh I don't know he was really smart but there was just something you've got to get on with the person and I feel like yeah. doing that like and yeah I don't know just talking about you personally is really helpful yeah like the climbing and stuff like we're going climbing tonight yeah. like that kind of thing oh, cool. I that. um yeah I just just the things outside because yeah everyone's doing the same degree pretty much well I mean mine's a bit weird to do electronics but anyway <laughs> but um yeah I don't know just making sure you're kind of compatible and in line with what the company values are yeah um just definitely have a look at what we value obviously it's quite obvious with inclusivity and stuff and we've got I don't know if Angela was going to talk about Accelerate 25 but diversity is something massive as well for us so yeah. that that kind of thing too. I think it's yeah. so important isn't it to get out your own hobbies and interests though but you know you two now are going climbing tonight you've, you've made friends obviously during this placement as well and I think that's something that is not just about the experience of, of, of working for 13 months it's getting you know new friendship groups and meeting new people as well which is all goes to part to play um, and how important placements are um, all together. Um, Angela did you want to finish up on anything? Um, so just um, a little bit about our application process. It is yes. all online. Um, again, please don't wait till the last minute because it will close mm -hmm. at one minute before midnight on Sunday. Yeah. It's um, 10 don't... days, isn't it, Andrea? It's 10 yeah. days. So um, we encourage you to look at all of our um, all of our, our different um, opportunities. You can go by a grad cracker, like um, Jess and Carla have kindly said. You can look at our videos you know, really kind of get a sense of, of what we stand for and what we're looking for. Um, and yeah, um, please apply. Um, we want the best and brightest and we look forward to welcoming you to the team. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Angela. So don't forget what Angela said at the beginning, the closing date, 17th of October. 
do not leave it until the 17th of October to apply. Otherwise, you're going to get told off. Charles is going, no, 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 no. Um, don't forget you can apply to more than one opportunity, but every every opportunity that you apply to needs a separate application. Yeah, Angela's nodding ahead. Good. <laughs> so it's a second, second guess me here. Um, and don't forget, everybody, that the webinar recording, so this whole recording, um, will be on the Mercedes Formula One hub tomorrow. And then we'll break it up into nice bite-sized chunks, which will be live on Gradcracker um, early next week. So be like these guys. You know, these guys, it's true to our point, last year, they were all sat watching this webinar. So make sure you get your applications in. I want to be, me and Jess want to be speaking to you guys watching next year on the next Mercedes. Yes, that would be brilliant. We're going to we want to get a bit of a family together, don't we, Jess? Yeah. Um, keep going. Keep the train going. Keep it going. Keep it going. Um, so good luck, everybody who puts their applications in. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. It's been a pleasure to meet you all. Um, Jessica and I will be joined next week by Kinetic, and um, so we're really looking forward to meeting recruitment manager Mike, who is a good friend of Gradcracker. And um, same time, same place next Thursday. But for now, good luck, everybody, this weekend. Good luck putting your applications in, and we'll speak to you all soon. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.